When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Welcome back to the Bear Down segment of the Coach Steve Show, where Zach joins each and every week to talk about the Chicago Bears. Could call it Bear Sadness, but I call it Bear Down just to be more positive about it. Zach, how you doing? Welcome back. Uh, yeah, yeah, good to be on. You know, I'm good. I, I, I've, uh, I have settled down a bit since the trade deadline episode we did. It wasn't like I was stupid fired up, but, you know, I'm, I'm ready to get back into more of the... Uh, in more of a more, I say, stable set of mind. So, without further ado, we we have a we have another. Speaking of the NFC East connection, because we didn't, you know, we talk we've t- been talking about uh, kind of stuff with the East side. Now the AFC East this week. Yeah, we got the Dolphins. Good old Dolphins and concussion Tua coming to town, as I call him. Uh, and Speedy Gonzalez, Tyreek Hill coming into town. Uh, but I too am not as fired up from the trade. Uh, you know, I think you and I are more agreement of it was the Roquan Smith trade that kind of got us fired up. The Chase Claypool we could both accept. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were talking just before recording. There's different articles and writers that have graded the trade and it's averaging. You see some A's, but there's a lot of C plus grades. There's a lot of D plus grades. They think we overpaid just because of what the Bears second round pick could have been. It could be a very high second round pick, but that's still yet to be seen. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that could be middle of the road, second round, but it's just projected to be higher. I'm okay with the trade. And I said that the last time we talked like that part didn't bother me. It was how we got there, but it sounds like he's going to play a lot more. Uh, and it'd be nice to have another offensive weapon for Justin Fields and the Chicago bears. But yes, the dolphins come into town, AFC East matchup, uh, supposed to storm at some point i think tomorrow but you know we'll see how the dolphins fare with a uh 50-ish 60 degree-ish weather coming in uh but it'll be a very interesting mashup matchup we have going on but you feeling better about this chase claypool thing coming in that's going to be the big talk of the town even though i think we'll talk about other things that need to be happening with the bears but i feel better with chase claypool about to play 10 to 35 snaps reported I, I I want him out there. You know, I I still I still think it's important to get him in this game um, to see what they can do. I, I I do think that they are hopefully going to try and stretch the field. That, I think that's what's been mostly talked about. Is you know, hey, you know, yeah, it, he in his rookie year compared to his like previous year and a half, they haven't stretched the field as much with him. You know, they're, I think that's what they want to bring him in for. If not, open up space for Darnell Mooney. So that'd be nice to kind of see, like, the early returns and, like, maybe, like, a sneak peek of that, you know, of what the full serving will be moving forward. Kind of this one. I, I don't know if they're going to do anything complex, but, like, you know, get him out there in space. Let him maybe just, like, put him in situations where it's about letting his athletic, you know, freakish like tight and – you know, hands do what it needs to do and uh, see what we got. So, you know, this game for Claypool, I ain't looking for a ton. I mean, if they honestly, I'll be I'll be super blown away if we if he comes away with like 50 yards and a touchdown. That will be that'd be pretty awesome because I think that means right away that, you know, staple guy, they're going to make him involved, you know, and as we're talking and as we've said in other, as we said in the last show, they're already going to be talking about contract negotiations at the end of the year. So this is already an audition phase to say, "Hey, are you worth paying for a certain scale? And what is that scale going to be for you?" You know, so yeah, get that going now. You have nine games, and one of them you're going to be using to get up to speed anyway. So just saying. Yeah, it's to repeat ourselves from last time. You Roquan Smith type of thing where. You have to sign him. Now, that's the only part of the trade that didn't make sense was you're tanking. Obviously, you're trying to get to the draft. You're trying to get to free agency. But then you trade for for Chase Claypool. Me, personally, this type of trade is like you're trying to win now. Like, that's what the Eagles were trying to do when they got Roquan or uh, Robert Quinn. They're Mm -hmm. looking to win now. They're looking towards a Super Bowl, kind of like the Rams when they make their trades. This was a trade of like, wait a minute, are you tanking or are you trying to win right now? Or is this a trade that you've already planned out ahead of time that you're going to resign him and not worry about drafting wide receivers because you're going to have Mooney and Chase Claypool and you're thinking that, again, there might be something we don't know, but the, what could mm-hmm. change is, it, let's say he blows up, let's say not this next game, but as we get to 
the 10th game, 11th game, 12th game, he starts going off. The beginning of the next year, he starts doing real well. He might go and demand big time money and say, I want this money. You got to pay Mooney. You got to pay. Like, so, not to repeat a lot of it, but it, it was a weird type of trade of you're trying to win now or are you tanking? And I'm not quite sure where they're, where the head's at with that one. Well, I mean, that discussion aside, with the Claypool pickup, this is, and yeah, you're only getting a sample this week, but uh, not too shabby of a defense to be facing to not only maybe test out the waters, but also to see if you can keep building that week-over-week progress we're all seeing from Justin Fields, as a passer, that is. You know, I, I... I think that it's awesome what he's been doing athletically with his legs. I want to see if, you know, A, can we break the 200-yard mark with the opportunities we get this week and the fact that we're also going to have probably the healthiest, best possible line setup that we're going to have all season uh, right now. Maybe Sans Lucas Patrick playing center instead of Mustafer, although mm-hmm. that's even out the door. Mustafer had a, had a top-rated game recently, <laughs> so what do we know anymore? But... To me, you know, you look at Miami, they play to your strength in terms of the run game, so I think you're going to be tested more to say, hey, show me some downfield presence. Uh, this is the game to show me that we're week over week improving because it's a, it's a weak secondary to go against. Gives up 300 yards a game on average right now through the season. Uh, Miami is most likely right now, if you're playing them, you're expected to be in a shootout type of <laughs> scenario during your contest. So yeah, yeah, I'm going to be looking at this one pretty closely in terms of the passing elements of Justin Fields. And when Claypool's on the field, how quickly is he getting towards uh, opportunities with targets? And does Darnell Mooney or Cole Komet get more opportunities with their targets? More yeah. Free openings. Because yeah. we didn't really, we kind of talked the Cowboys game. We kind of didn't because it was overshadowed by what was going on in the trade market. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some mistakes made in the Cowboys game, of course, in the offense, but to score 29 points is something to be said about where they were in the beginning of the year. And we'll get to whatever you want to call the other side of the ball that we have. I don't call it defense no more besides, besides about two or three players. The rest of it, I don't know anymore what that is. But on the offensive side of the ball, it did seem like Justin Fields had more passing yards for with the Cowboys. It felt like it. Then you looked at and he had like 170, whatever it was. And you're like, oh, he has not hit the 200 mark. But it's just overall growth. You know, like I said, Justin Fields to me, again, obviously not big on drafting him. That's fine. But if the whole offense as well, if, we, if we're scoring 30 points and he only has to throw 170 yards, that's telling me that the offensive line's playing better. That's telling me the run game's better. That tells me the wide receivers are running the routes harder. They're getting open. Different things are happening because I don't think Justin Fields will ever will ever be Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. That's just my personal opinion. I don't even know if he'll be Lamar Jackson, but I am perfectly fine with average, a little above average play as long as if they're scoring thirty points, you're putting yourself in a position to compete in the game to win. And from the Cowboys, we did see more growth. There were a couple bumps, you know, that one dropped pass that was right off the fingertips that could have been caught, mm. you know didn't finish drives again, but just overall improvement is what we're seeing. Um, I compare it to like Illinois wide receivers and I hate going back to Illinois, but it's like I'm watching the same team at the beginning of the year where we don't have a guy to throw to in Illinois, but now all the receivers are finding ways to get open. They're running routes harder. And same thing with the bears. Mooney is supposed to be the guy, but he kind of took a step back. Now he's coming forward. 
the wide receivers are coming forward. Um, the play calling has been better fitting the whole personnel. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where Chase Claypool fits in the play calling. Hopefully they don't force something to him. Hopefully it just kind of happens where he is open. They get the ball to him. Don't just force it to him. You know, don't merely look at him. But you're right. It could open up Mooney. They could be like, oh, my God, he's in. We got to go look at Chase Claypool. It opens up Mooney. Hopefully we see those things this week. That was a big, long-winded yeah. overall answer. but <laughs> oh, No, no. I mean, I, I think, it, and this is maybe, this is partially all the, the whole conversation that I think fans and media have been having about Claypool and hit what they could use him for. And I think just basing it on, okay, you're, you're not going to give him the whole, you're not going to be able to get the whole playbook again in a week. You know, it's going to take maybe at least two, at least going to take two full weeks of practice and maybe a third to be like, okay, we're all squared away now. So what are you going to do this game? Okay. You're going to either, you're going to either get him like one cut routes that are like, maybe I would say quick slants or like ins outs, you know, things that are not too crazy. I don't know. Just don't, I wouldn't say, and this is just based on my own assessment. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing anything where it's like, okay, we need to be running, you know, rub kind of rub or like crossing routes where it's all about timing on who's hitting where in that in five, 10 yards down the field, um, get him like isolated ones away from the play or something that maybe pu- takes part of the defense away from the rest of your receiving core and give relieves pressure. So like do some streaks, do some posts down the middle, you know, get those ins outs. Um, slants. I think more of the deep routes, though, are what they want to focus on because, if, as we've been talking, his rookie year, everyone's been saying it, his rookie year, he was getting the deep ball often. He was effective downfield at going for contested catches and going deep with Ben Roethlisberger still playing relatively somewhat up to his prime, up to his top-tier snuff. Not his prime, but it's still good enough to where you could say, yeah, Ben's playing pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then his last, and then the last year and a half or so, you got the end of Ben Roethlisberger's tenure, which Ben's arm was cooked, and they weren't able to do much. So they were keeping everything low. Yep. And then this year, it's been Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. And I don't even have to say much about Mitch Trubisky. You and I can talk all day. You know, Dink, dink Dunk, and the like is his go. He's not a deep ball thrower that's accurate. So that was out the window anyway. And Kenny Pickett's a rookie QB. So everyone's been talking. Okay. Let's return him to a deep ball type of scenario where a guy can deliver that ball accurately, which Justin Fields has shown. I'll admit, he is. If there's one thing I trust the guy on the most is the deep ball. You know, throw it up to to the receiver and see if he comes down with it. It's just the receiver's got to come down with it. I'm looking at you, Valus Jones. <laughs> Claypool would have come down with that ball. I'll I'll leave that there. But I'm saying that's what you do. You want to test it with what you think he's good at? That's Those are easy routes, I think, that you can put into the offense for that 10 to 35 snap count. Yeah, I I, I, for, I foresee they're only going to give him play. Like, they're going to tell him, you're only in on these plays, so know these plays. Mm-hmm. And then I think you will see he's in on run plays and maybe where it's a RPO away from him where he just has to – run a screen on a backside or something. I think that's how they will get his feet wet. <clears throat> but you're right. I think some of those plays that he's going to know are, I think the Bears have to start taking the Sean Payton approach where he believes you have to take eight deep shots a game to each quarter. That's the Sean Payton approach. 
I think that's what they have to start doing. Just keep them hyper honest that yes. you're going to push the ball downfield. And and I think teams know Justin Fields can do it. It's just that, you know, teams also realize that they're trying to run the ball first because that's their best way of effectively moving down the field. You know, we're trying to see if we can keep stacking those games on to where we can make it that way. Right now, it's funny you bring up Lamar Jackson. You know, a few weeks ago we were talking, wouldn't it be interesting if the Bears did like a Lamar Jackson offense? It's not exactly like that. Like, it's not like you're saying, you know, we're putting two running backs in Lamar back there and it's every once in a while we do throw. But it is feeling like that more and more, that they're like, yeah, you don't know what's coming your way, but if it's a run, you're going to get burned. You better You better hope to God you're ready for it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm expecting that to help. My thing is now I worry that you have two weeks in a row you that they've run consistent offense. Does Miami pick that up? And I keep asking myself, when do teams put a permanent spy on Justin Fields? I haven't seen it yet. I've seen a few plays that they put spies on him. I haven't seen any team commit to saying, all right, it's you versus him the entire four quarters. I think maybe because they're not scared of him throwing the football because that could be it because uh, I'm not going to be that controversial with what you're confident in with the deep ball. I am not. And that just goes back to my Ohio State days watching. I'm not an Ohio State fan. What I mean by that is watching him playing sure. the Big Ten because being an Illinois fan, you watch the Big Ten, you watch him. Yes. And I said this when we were talking about the trade. There are times Justin Fields, when he is on fire, I cannot take it away where he is on but that's the Mm -hmm. whole debate that we don't have time for is was he on because he has three first round picks at ohio state that he throws the ball to is he on fire because he had two running backs with him at ohio state that each each averaged over 120 yards per game two running backs over averaging over 100 yards rushing per game that makes your Mm -hmm. life a lot easier is he on because of that but i can't take away there like the clemson game i keep going back to he gets hit in the spine. He stands there and he's throwing dimes. He's throwing through the windows. He's throwing this. So, yes, there's times his deep ball looks fantastic. Then there's times there's a post run. He overthrows it by 10 yards. There's times where he this guy runs a hitch or this in route and he throws it at his feet. That's what concerns me. Um, but the last two weeks, it's better. It has been better, so I can't take that away. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't think he's as good yet. And he's getting better at this, but I don't think he's good yet with like the middle of the field, you know, settle down type of throws at times. You know, great on the run. If any, if you give him that, um, I think that's why I'm saying with Claypool, you do it where it's okay. Just chuck it up. You yeah, know, if you overthrow, you overthrow. Yeah, let him let him throw it down there. And if he's man on man, you know, let him go up. And again, you're. This is the beginning. Like I said, this is the beginning of the evaluation of. Not just, I mean, you're still valuing fields, of course, but like you're also, again, you spend a second round pick on Claypool. So the more snaps you can get in to start and get going on that process too, because again, this isn't talked about enough. Like I said, contract negotiations for him are starting after week 18. So you have to know what you got. And if he's going to pan out that way, you know, it's not like you have the luxury of next year, you know, he has another year on his deal, then he has contract negotiations through 2024 because, well, you know, we can't leave that up to chance. I mean, that's what would have been the nice scenario is 
2023, you spend everything else, you have one more year on Claypool's rookie deal, and then we can talk about or an extra year in rookie deal that is, and then we can talk about him re-signing like during the 2024 season for 2025 beyond. But we don't have that, so that's why I say that. You know, right. this is a game though. Like I said, Miami, there's opportunities if you can yes. protect them. And I bring this up protection too. This is the best setup the Bears are going to have all year for their line, albeit. They did just pick up Bradley Chubb, um, who, credit, he'll only have one week to get ready, but... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. It's kind of easier to just let a guy <laughs> let loose and go after the quarterback off the edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be a test. Um, so I, I, I am curious how that goes for that matchup. And then again, Miami... Their bread and butter on defense is they they can hold teams down on the run game. Only 100 yards a game right now. Um, one of the better rush defenses in the NFL. Yes. So really going to be a t- really going to be a battle of at least the front four or front five, front seven, you name it. And then if you can't get any presence on pounding the rock, do you have enough opportunities? And does Justin Field capitalize enough to get? To me, he needs to get 200 plus yards this game, mm-hmm. easily. If you that and get your get your occasional scrambles again, to have a chance to beat Miami, and then somehow the front seven or the front five of Chicago has to beat that front seven of Miami in the run game. You know, it has to be a, a overall 100 percent best of the season effort for these guys. Yeah, because when you look at the stats, the Bears and Dolphins are very even up until you get to their offenses because the Dolphins, they score 22 points a game, Bears 19. The Dolphins give up 24 points a game. The Bears only give up 22. Yards per game, 395 for the Dolphins, 338 for the Bears. Then it gets interesting. Yards passing, the Dolphins throw for 306 yards per game. Mm -hmm. The Bears throw for 150. Their run offense is virtually not there. 88 yards a game. It's virtually not there for the Dolphins, but – the Bears have a horrible rush defense, giving up 156. They only, we only throw 198 through the air, but the Dolphins give up 275 through the air. So it's going to be an interesting matchup between both of those things. Um, very, uh, They're similar teams, but like you said, the Dolphins want to throw the ball all over the place. They don't really have a run mm-hmm. offense, but the Bears' run defense is virtually not there because now you don't have anybody to really – in my, in my opinion, the best part of the Bears' defense is Gordon, Ritzker, and Jackson. Those are the best ones we have now. That's it. So we thought that 
our defense was like going through butter before. Now you take away Roquan Smith, who can come up and your leading tackler. Now you're you're going to ask a bunch of guys to step up, and this could be a game where the Dolphins. You hope that the Dolphins just fall back to what they want to do and pass the ball, because then we trust mm-hmm. our back guys, our safeties and corners to make plays. But if the Dolphins just commit to running the football, could be a long day for the Bears defense unless somebody surprises unless some somebody surprises us i do think if i'm if i'm watching this year we talk about you know the run game i i mean i'm not really worried as much about that i know they picked up jeff wilson in the as well during the trading uh, deadline with bradley chubb um but i'm more concerned look i watched last week and again we didn't talk much about the cowboys game just because other stuff to worry about. But I watched CD Lamb and uh Carter, you know, Carter Schultz and or not Carter Schultz, uh Darnell Schultz. Um mm-hmm. I watched those two pretty much get have their way for most of Sunday last weekend. Um Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are going to be in this week. And I I mean, boy, I know we've been saying we've been hard on Kyler Gordon and he's had some ups in recent weeks. Talk about a talk about another damn test for him mm-hmm. to go through. Uh, I mean, and Kendall Vildor, look, I, he's had a better year this year, but I'm still I'll be honest with you. I'm still I don't trust the guy as much. He's had a better season, but put him again. But look, I I watched what happened against CD Lamb last week with him. Um, there's that's going to be a hard matchup across the board. I don't know how they keep either one of those two down uh, yeah. unless you get pressure, which which we don't. Hey, I mean, maybe. I mean, look, I've been one more snaps for Travis Gibson. Maybe this is time to shine. But, yeah, I don't know. You you got to get back to Tua then. Yeah, because no. CeeDee Lamb and them had their way because of we don't get pressure on Dak Prescott and – our linebacking core was struggling in pass, you know, pass drops, you know, because a lot of some of those were deep passes, but some I'd have to rewatch the film again. It was intermediate passes. It was eight to ten yards. Well, your linebackers, where are the linebackers? Are you getting hands on? And when Dak Prescott can stand there for four seconds and throw the football, that's that's an issue. And so on the bit, what are we used to from the Bears, which we've said all the time? We're used to creating pressure. We're used to having somebody mm-hmm. stop the run, get pressure. And we're used to having linebackers that can drop back in coverage and make plays and make it easier on our safeties and corners. Now it's flip-flopped. Our safeties and corners are still trying to grow. That's probably the strength of our defense right now. We have a couple of D linemen or guys that we've picked up, but are they going to be able to produce in three days' time, four days' time, whatever they have? And so it's going to be interesting to see from the Dolphins, you know, maybe they don't commit to the run game. I'm not too scared of the run game because of who their running backs are. I'm not too worried about it, but it's just it's the Bears. Like, do they take advantage of the Bears' bad rush defense? Uh, but do the Dolphins just say, "Screw it, we're a passing team. This is what we're going to do. We have Tyree Kill, we have Waddle, we have this. Let's just commit to passing it." So, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see the Bears play quarters type defense where they want to keep everything in front, like a cover four, and say, "You know what? Keep everything in front of us. We can't let Tyree Kill burn us deep." And if they nickel and dime us down the field and that's how they score, that's how they score because we got to keep everything in front. Well, it's not even just that. I mean, 
it's going to also be, you know, good hits principles going to be in display for this one too. I mean, what do I got to say about Tyreek Hill's shiftiness as a runner? Jalen Waddle alone too. I mean, both both these guys can. I mean, I, I I definitely agree. You can't let them just go deep on you all day. You know, you're that's just a means to an end that that it, I think we're already kind of spelling in some ways. But you know, both of those both of those athletes, those stars on that offense, can burn you even on the short routes. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle this year. Dude definitely has that has that once it's after the catch once he gets that catch he has those afterburners he can take it he can take off right away and Tyreek Hill we already know one of the fastest men in this league definitely just has to get enough of a crease and he can go the distance I'm not saying every play is gonna be like that but it's hard with that speed for either one of those two to just match up and and again I I look at last week's matchup you know. And that was just C.D. Lamb. I know no. I know Noah Brown's talented. I know Michael Gallup is talented. He's having a down year, you know. But that's hard to go mm-hmm. against one of the best receiver duos in the NFL um, with what we have currently. Um, it's a simple thing: is pressure. Get pressure and hope to God Miami has to somehow rely on running the ball because otherwise, uh, it, might, it, might, it might be a might be a long day. Could be a long day we have ahead of us. Yeah, you kind of have to hope too that Tua has a bad game. That too, I also think if he then that's not impossible either. But those are becoming fewer and farther between in the last year and a half. So, yes. you know, I, I think some of the stigma on Tua is starting to fizzle away because he keeps putting together. As we talk, we want to see games like what he's been doing: three hundred plus yards, three plus touchdowns is becoming pretty common for this guy when he's not concussed and Miami's not screwing up concussion protocol. Um, <laughs> I can never forget those fingers. It still gives me nightmares. Oh, no, 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 dude. Those those were horrible. I mean, that was horrifying for television. Well, and the worst see- part is they showed it again and again and again. Like, no decency whatsoever. It's like Stranger Things in season four when they get killed and their fingers are all going and, like, not spoilers, but when that happens and their fingers, oh, I don't know if you watch Stranger bad. Things, but like it's ooh. I mean, I'm I'm glad he's back, but Jesus Christ, I that that was that was incredibly asinine to see that entire scenario play over two weeks. Ugh. I needed a moment yeah. there because of the fingers. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. The only yeah. way we can hope is that like you said, Tua is getting better each and every year. And he's better this year because of just the natural growth, but because of who he has to throw the ball to and how they can make plays for him. And I think because of their new coach and the play calling, he seemed, he's a really smart offensive guy. So we, we just kind of hope that they make more mistakes. You got to hope that they keep they can tackle an open space on Tyree Kill and Waddle, and you got to hope they keep things in front. And you have mm-hmm. to hope that somebody up front on the defensive line has a game. Like a lot of things have to go right for the Bears on defense. And you kind of have to hope that Tua throws a bad ball, we get an interception, then we capitalize on that, whether it's – like, we have to be okay, too, with field goals. Like, if we march on the field and kick a field goal, mm-hmm. we have to feel pretty good saying we got some points on the board. But the defense – I'm going to be watching that linebacking core and saying, like, we this is what we're reduced to because all I've seen, again, is how bad pass, per, pass 
drop Roquan Smith was, how bad he was at this. It's like all this <laughs> stuff is now starting to come out. Now coming out how of a bad teammate he was. Yeah. People writing all these articles. And like, why is he shocked that he was traded? Because he asked for one at the beginning of the year. I think he was just shocked because maybe it just came out of the blue. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm, I, I said all I said last show. I'm done with like people trying to do the hit job. Um, and I'm looking at you, Eric Lambert, as well over at Sports Mockery. I don't know if he actually will watch this, but dude is like, dude straight up did a hit job on him after talk. And I cannot say enough about how that was to me a little farther across the line, but I don't know. What was I, his name? I, 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 Eric Lambert. You ever seen Sports Mockery? It's like a Chicago based. Um, digital website. He's their lead writer. Usually, is the guy. He's usually that dude that like gets like fringe scoops. Like, I heard this one thing, and I think this might be happening. I, that's all I'm saying. But the article, if you want to read it, it's it, it's something. Look, I I get it. We we all we're all. I think a lot of a lot of fans I'm seeing are trying to justify and make their own choices and find the little cracks. I know that there's people bringing up the fact that he was. Hanging out with a porn star in 2020. Who cares? I, and I and, and that's all I'm saying is like, well, <laughs> I, I I get you saw that. Um, I never heard anything that affected the team horribly from that. I mean, the optics look weird, but everything we hear from players is he was a good teammate and he was a good leader. And he was a captain, by the way. So... That, I don't know. That's my last bit on the hit. Like, look, the hit job thing. I did enough on it. I didn't want to bring it up again, but here we are. My bad. Uh, because it keeps it keeps coming up. No, no, and that's fine. I'm just saying. I saw that piece today before we came on. I went, great, great. I'm glad we're just keeping on trudging this one down. You know, no big deal. Well, that's why we'll we'll keep talking about the offense. But that's why I think you continue to see the whole. I don't know why they keep trying to defend all this because it's. Like, even I have to stop with it. Like, it's kind of dumb, but, like, you just continue to see it. And you continue mm. to see these Bears, you know, and these podcaster guys have to defend this, and they keep talking about – I have to remember the guy's name for NFL. He, he works for NFL. He does something. He's a Bears fan. And well, he, I know Adam Rank is the one that is usually the big podcast guy from NFL.com that's, like, the Bears hype man. Oh, yeah. He, like, started talking about Bears fans. He was talking about the beginning of the season. Like, you didn't want to see growth from – like, I don't know. I don't know, but we just continue to justify, yeah. and I think it's because they want to justify the second-round pick for Chase Claypool. Oh, you don't get that unless you trade Roquan Smith. No, because we traded our pick away. It wasn't except, you, except everyone's saying you overpaid for Claypool right now. That can change, but still, the optics are you overpaid based on the production, so to each our own. Now, here's the, here's the, here's the burning question, and this comes in this game, and we haven't really addressed it very much yet, but... I'll give you the depth chart. Here's the starting lineup according this is ESPN, it could change. But based on what I've read, yeah, this is going to be the starting lineup for the linebacking core. Nick Nicholas Morrow is going to be your strong. Jack Sanborn and Joe Thomas. And I'll be honest with you, I said last show, I don't know who the hell the third linebacker is before this because all I remember is Nick is seeing Nick Morrow getting burned on basically any tight end route that you can imagine. And then Roquan Smith, because, well, Roquan Smith, the star, and you're going to usually see him make plays as much as people want to downplay it. So, um, I mean, no offense to these guys. They're, they're star athletes. I can never do this, but 
you definitely are doing like a pennies on the dollar linebacking core of uh, who's who right now. I know and AJ Klein and credit, he could be upgraded to starting soon in middle, but because he came back in the deal for the Ravens, that wasn't talked about enough, but he still ain't going to replace your production. No. So no. So like going back to the thing that kind of got started on this, I will be watching that linebacking core and say, and I will be very critical. Oh, it's probably going to be bad. A, uh, if, if it wasn't it, as much as people were slamming down Roquan for not being that one guy to hold up like a, like 50 yards less a game or something like that, that I was seeing it it's still going to be bad. It's going to be, it's going to be bad. And so now the question becomes, if it does become a shootout, do we trust this bears offense to be in a shootout, which we talked about a little bit last week with the Cowboys, the more we think about it, do we trust that they're at that point right now where they can be trusted in a shootout if the, the the Bears defense is giving up touchdown after touchdown or stop here, but then we can't convert on offense, you know, because the Bears will get a stop at some point. Everybody in the NFL does. They stop them somewhere. We did the Cowboys. We had interception. You know, we did this, mm-hmm. and we don't capitalize. Do we trust to be in a shootout with Justin Fields because – if stuff hits the fan, you revert back to what you know, and you revert back to this. So I don't know if I trust the Bears to be in a shootout yet. You get Chase Claypool around a little more, and we start seeing that maybe this. But against a Dolphins, I don't know if I trust them to be in a shootout. This is weird because if you told this to me in the first four weeks of the season, I would have never like if you had told me that the that you could have trusted the offense more to be the the side of the ball that you would say yeah that'll keep you in a shootout or keep you keep you close to in terms of a high powered offense you're facing I would have never believed you but now I think the last I mean at least last week and credit it's also part of because of what the trade deadline did I don't trust the defense as much. No, and that's no. that's only because of what they took away and what is currently available on the starting seven in the first two levels. Um, because if they can't get anything going, you're just putting a ton of pressure on either moving Jaquan Brisker up into that box more often or relying on Kyler Gordon and Kendall Vildor to play better in coverage or on one-on-one, which... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. There, I mean, I'll give Gordon a pass still. It's his first year. He's shown some some growth at times, but it's been shaky. And mm-hmm. Kendall Vildor is Kendall Vildor. I know he's played better, but I still don't trust the guy. So 
I actually somehow have less trust, but that is mainly because of what I think just this last week and a half, I'm like, oh boy, I don't know if I think that this will be a unit that keeps us in games right now. No. And like, even though I say I don't trust the offense to be in a shootout, I trust them more than the defense, Mm -hmm. which that's coming from the Justin Fields number one hate fan club saying I have more trust in the offense than I do anything else. (laughs) But I think it's just the emergence of the receivers playing better. I think it's the emergence of the old line finally clicking a little bit. I think it's because you finally – Herbert is looking good, and so Mm -hmm. I think that helps take pressure off Montgomery. I think Herbert – has more better stats now. Montgomery missed a couple games, but right has he's emerging and Komet's getting in the past game, and uh, so I have more trust in them because it's because the defense. When you trade those guys away, what did you replace them with? You replace them with our backups. You replace them with people that weren't playing, and so right. it, if you You're trade one yeah, if you trade Warquan Smith and you get like another linebacker and it's a linebacker that's eh, you know, fine. We got draft picks for him. So now you're trying to scramble and find this free agent off the street. You're trying to, well, backups, now it's your time to shine. Like mm-hmm. now you have to go play, you know? So it was just, didn't seem like, again, that's why I don't understand. Like people are putting all this value into these draft picks. You better hope those draft picks turn into some big time player because. I think that's hard for me is I don't see the value yet. Yeah, but then but then don't be but then be careful what you wish for because then you know remember if you complain about using that pick for a trade and then you're saying well they used it to, like with the Claypool discussion that's what the other part of it is you know well well they, well they they overpaid which I'm which I was agreeing with but then people go well you can't complain about overpaying but also complain that they you know shouldn't be holding the draft picks I, I don't know it's like, tr- trust me, it's it's another back and forth discussion thing. If you go on any social media with a Bear, Bears fan and the media outlets for them, it, it is uh, you will lose your mind unless you just pick a side and run with it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I'm with you all the way. The the the, the picks I always look at as theoretical value, fantastic. Um, you got to be able to pull the trigger and execute with them though which there's still still a chance i mean cray there's still next year like i said 2023 there's a bunch of pressure on 2023 for them to deliver we already know this so yeah, we have to do uh, that that will be a that'll be a big um at least future setting um te- at least future setting era setting draft and free agency for this for ryan poles and Eberflus out of the gun we almost um, have to do a whole episode on that. Like, how much pressure is on? And, and if it doesn't work, how quickly are these guys fired? That's going to be mm-hmm. interesting. Well, yeah, if if things don't pan out. Now, if they swing the fences and it all works out, and next year we're neck and neck or we're beating out, say, Minnesota. Because um, right now Minnesota is looking like they're going to be, at least for the next few years, the front runners in the north, unless Chicago does swing big and nail it next season. Then... You know, I don't see Green Bay right now. No. I'm, that's me being honest. Which, by the way, I thought it was hilarious that I've seen some people go, well, they're in a Super Bowl window. I'm like, did, did did anyone think they were in a Super Bowl window coming into this year? Because I didn't I didn't see it. Did you? I mean, so, they let go of Devontae Adams. They, they were basically questioning how that offense was going to work anyway. 
there were some people talking about them going to the Super Bowl because of Aaron Rodgers, but then people actually looked at it and they said, well, what receivers do they have? And uh, Aaron Rodgers is in a situation with receivers. You know? Well, and then, well th- this is why I ask this, because this comes back to the Claypool trade, because the Packers were associated with this trade, and they also apparently wanted to offer a second rounder. So the thought was that, you know, people have said, well, they're both three and five. So clearly Green Bay was not overpaying. So the Bears aren't overpaying. And then I went, well, wait a minute. Then people go, well, wait a minute. If they're in a Super Bowl window and they're trying to win now and they're desperate for a pick, I don't know about you, but if I'm a team that needs a receiver that badly, I would be desperate and throw a second rounder. (laughs) So to me, it came off as desperate. But everyone else was like, well, they're three and five. So, you know, but then they'd also have some people go, well, they're in a Super Bowl window. Like, well, it's like dodging the dodging the obvious like problems with that with this debate yeah. you know yeah i think i think they're desperate because again the bears type of trade for chase claypool is you want to win now the packers trying mm-hmm. to get that trade saying they're trying to win right now because they were super bowl aspirations last year so they have super bowl aspirations this year so i think they are desperate but it would be a trade for them to say they're trying to win now so the bears are like are you tanking? Are you trying to win now? Or are you doing half and half? Like, we're kind of tanking because our defense is going to blow, but we're also trying to show you that we're going to get this offense going into next year with the big-time mm-hmm. money we have. But don't worry. The Packers are desperate because I don't care what they say. They're 3-5. and five. Now, do they have a chance to win the NFC North? Absolutely they do. The Vikings could t- – could, They could. Don't trust Kirk Cousins the whole time. Like, we, we can't sit there and trust him the entire time. There's still some primetime games coming up There's this a- year, though. There's some primetime games where he can screw it up, you know. And, still mess up. And, and it's the Packers. For some reason, at some point, the light bulb finally gets screwed in all the way and someone hits the light switch and it's like, well, here we go. Like, it's – it's, and this isn't a Packers show. They're finding their identity versus the Bills. Second half, they ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, scored, and it's like that's who they have to be, I think. So once they finally accept now, that, now, they're going to be okay. Now that I'm laughing at. Because basically both of them are in the same boat of we need to pound the rock to succeed on that side of the ball. Yes. That, yes. that is, to me, that is hilarious. And that, actually, it's funny because that's how the first matchup between the two win is they both equally were able to hit the ground running. It's just, you know, Green Bay made a few less mistakes and uh, held out. So, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, look, uh, Chicago, we know it's not. They won't say tanking because it's a dirty word, um, but it's it's at least as it's been all season an eval period, and now they're just going farther into that is what we got. Um, Miami, I I mean, I guess much like Dallas, throw another litmus test in terms of like testing the offense, your identity. Again, t- putting up twenty nine against Dallas, I was surprised, and the way they did it, like they they tired them out. You know mm-hmm. they. They were like, and it, they tired. It was not just getting points on the board and moving it successfully. It was like third down after third down after third down. Like if you're a Dallas fan, it was like backbreaking third downs over and over again. Where I would very much be going, "Oh my god, it was third and sixteen, dude! <laughs> you can't yeah. you can't let them just run for that first. Or like, oh my god, man, it's third and seven. You let Ju- you let freaking freaking little Herbert run for seven yards. Like that was how the game went." That was pretty awesome to see. So, yeah, we lost by lost by 20, but oh man, offensively, 
that's what I'm hoping keeps going. Mm-hmm. You know, we we are able to maybe maybe I mean I'm not saying we're going to win in the, this game. I don't. I'll, I'll put it out there right now. I don't think we will, and I can leave my score prediction that way. Spoiler alert: I'm picking the Dolphins, um, but I do think maybe we can keep this within a one score game, and that we score like 21 points. I, you know, I, I, I think maybe I think 28 that, and then we lose by like a 35, 28 score or something like that. Well, that's the thing. If we could score 29 versus a good Cowboys defense, you would think we could score 21 to 30 points versus a Dolphins defense. that's not up to snub as, as the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And again, it's weird. The Dolphins are five and three and they're third in their division. Like you put them in the NFC North, they're second right behind Minnesota. So it's just crazy how these other conferences are going because Miami's in a tough – like the Jets are above them right now with a 5-3 mm-hmm. record. You know, they're just kind of ranked there. And it's – the Dolphins are a good team. They're a good team. And they started off hot, then they got the concussion thing, and then it just started to <laughs> started to spiral out. Um, yeah. But kind of in the same boat, I never thought I would say this, the offense could get you 29 to 30 points this game and put you in a position to win. It's just it's literally going to come down to two things. Play calling and Justin Fields are together and intertwined where there's not mistakes being made. And can the defense just get like two or three stops? If they can get two or three stops and we march down the field and get a touchdown field goal, maybe another touchdown or another field goal out of those stops, like I think there has to be a number. I think the Bears defense has to sit there and say – if we can get five to eight stops somewhere in there, like do something that keeps mm-hmm. us in the game. If our offense can just slowly continue to have this mojo momentum, you know, oh, yeah. talking to defensive coordinators in college, that's kind of what they have in their mind is when they game plan, they go, if we get this many stops and I, and they, you'd have to watch the film. They'd have to have this breakdown. They'll say, if we get this many stops, we can win the game, you know, we are going to give up something, but if we can get this many stops, we're in good shape. Like, they have that plan in their head. So I think the Bears probably have that same plan of, if we get this many stops, maybe there's something, you know. I, I mean, look, you have opportunities, like we said. Pass, Passing-wise, Miami allows these shootouts to happen, you know. So if you are going to take steps and if you are going to show, once again, that you are improving week by week, and that your program's getting there, and you know maybe you do impose your will on on the ground. It's highly possible Chicago's been able to do it the best in the league with whoever's behind center. But if you want to take advantage of opportunities through the air, for the most part, from what it looks like, this is one of your better weeks to do it. So, I would say I hope I hope that I see Justin Fields hit 200 plus yards passing, get. 60 to 70 yards on the ground maybe does the same in terms of touchdowns this week throws two runs one and chicago to me wins if they can get to the 30 point mark and get a few stops yep yep i agree and i think that we shouldn't expect chase claypool to come out and have 110 yards receiving if it happens great but i don't think we're going to see that we can't expect that we have to start expecting maybe this opens up mooney a little bit and I'd love to see Cole Komet continue to catch the ball like those. Yeah, his things. progress, you know that that has been great these last few weeks. I'll give you that. Him getting a touch, I didn't. I, I guess I haven't been thinking about it that much because Cole Komet's kind of he kind of disappeared in the background last year. But 
It's been 600 plus days since he had caught a TD. Yeah, I didn't th- realize that either until they said that. They're like, this is his yeah. first catch. It's like 20 touchdowns, like 2020. And I was like, wait, what? Really? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> well, because because uh, some like you said, he either he either fades away a little for a little bit, but then when he does come back, it's like a twenty yard catch where it's a big situation, and you're kind of so you don't think about like wait a minute. He's kind of like Dawson Knox. I put him in. I think of him like that. You know, Knox doesn't always have like he he isn't always like that guy on every drive that's going to burn you, like say Stephon Diggs, but when he shows up, he shows up. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll get your 15 to 20 yard chunks. He'll get that touchdown catch. You know, that's what I think Cole Komet could be. Um, because right now, I mean, he's definitely more of a, he needs to be more of the pass catching tight end. Um, was okay last week in run blocking situations, but all year dude's been kind of a train wreck. So, well, that holding um, call on him was BS on the Cowboys. Game. That was, oh, that was bad. He didn't deserve that slander. No. That 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 was ridiculous. I'll give you that. That was bad. I my my dad's on the side of me going. It's, it's these damn Dallas refs. They do it every time. I'm like, well, this is Jerry's world. Jerry is the most powerful man in not only the NFL but probably in sports. Worth and Cowboys are worth a lot of money, so they're gonna yeah. But yeah, <laughs> although it's not Patriots powerful because clearly he can't get back to the Super Bowl since the '90s, so. Yeah, you know, the Robert Kraft can go down to Florida and have some fun and have nothing happen. But anyway, that's anyway, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I, I Cole Komet has to step, continue to grow, and um, he and Chase Claypool were teammates, so that'll be cool to see their teammates at Notre Dame uh, in the same draft class. Believe it or not, people forget that. I forgot that. I was like, oh yeah, they both went to Notre Dame. Uh, so that'd be cool. Yeah. So here, here's my thing now is I guess in terms of the rest of the receiving core, um, who's your main third guy? Do you would you rather it be Dante Pettis or ESQ? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because I like Pettis. He does some good things. It's just he either doesn't get enough targets or he does make situational drops. But I kind of like him because you put him in the slot and he runs jet. You could put him out at wide and have him run something. So I kind of think he needs to start emerging. But I also saw somewhere that eventually Pringle is going to come back. Like he's slowly making well, progress. That, that's true. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I said those two and I went, hmm, let's throw the third one in. Does Nikhil Harry surpass them while we wait for Bryant and Pringle to come back? Uh, he could. Or Byron Pringle. Byron, yeah. Yeah, he could. He really could. I, I bought TD last week. Yeah, I think that's the thing. That's that's the good thing and bad thing about this is it's a good thing because you have different guys that could start to get better and emerge to help them out. But then it's bad because they haven't emerged yet, and it's like which one's going to take that next step forward. Um, I think Harris could take that next step forward. Or Harry, sorry, could take that next step forward and uh, be that, that next guy because Mooney – what a good lineup, if you think about it. Montgomery, Mooney, Claypool, if Harry continues to step up, and Cole Clement. Like, wow. That actually sounds like a good lineup. It's it's definitely sounding better than it was week one. And I am not opposed as long as you – it's a lot of, like, potential. This is what this 
this current receiving core is like. And credit, you know, there there's talk. You know, they they're probably going to draft a receiver this coming draft. I hope. I would assume that's the case. Because um, I mean, right now, I mean, I'll be honest with you. So still, rest of the season left, but Bayless Jones stock is uh, fading very fast. It is week over week. It um, is. But I mean, the drops, the punt return issues. You know, and get, you know, whatever, give it some time. But I mean, you think about the guys that are currently here and that are contributing. Ew, he's starting, I mean, he's kind of getting pushed out of the fold, is what I'm looking at right now. And I swear on everything, if these podcasters that talk so much crap about these receivers, how Justin Fields has no help, and they start to emerge and they start talking about how good they are, I'm going to flip. You know it's going to happen, though. This is this is how the fan base is. It, it always flips to the positive side of it. It never is about, well, what happened to this? I, I'm More and more, I'm trying to just say it is what it is, but this is totally what would happen. Because there's a you major know? podcast in Chicago that has grown because they cover every sports in Chicagoland, and they are the ones that do a very good job, but also all I heard from them was how Justin Fields has no help. And that's why I try my best to say, hey, these receivers just aren't pl- – if they just said these receivers just aren't playing well, that's one thing. Mm. I, I, got one. I, I bet it's CHGO. Yes, it is. When you said all sports. Look, look I, I, because I, I appreciate Adam Hogue, but Adam Hogue, to, I used to listen to his ad- – athletic show to me he flips Mm -hmm. and so i don't listen to that because he does kind of flip on subjects when it seems convenient in my eyes that's who said that roquan smith looked out of shape that was where i heard that so i don't know that and and you know what it's because it's probably because it's a small town i don't know look i used to listen to it religiously i'm just telling you that's one gentleman unfortunately i have seen that i think he will flip when it best suits the story narrative sometimes on players or on the Bears. Yes. So. And that's why. Wording's everything. That's why. I could probably go back and listen to all these we've done, and I probably said it. I probably said he has no help, but I try not to. I'm trying to say the receivers just aren't playing well, and as of right now, there's no the guy. And as they progress, I try to sit here and say they are playing better, trying to say that. Are they still the guys? No, they're not, you know. Mooney was supposed to be the guy, but he struggled. Now he's getting better. Uh, we talk about St. Brown. He's been playing better. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. But that's my little other mini rant is I personally, I, I mean, personally, I think it's just that they finally switched over to an offense that that suits what they're capable of. Like everyone's been complaining of, you know. That's what I really think is realistic. I, I think that it's just that they said F it. Let's do design run. Let's just hit the run harder and then do design runs and throws that are quick, convenient, and get it the hell out of there. Yes, and I think it's you confidence. Know, that, that, that's what it is. And it's helping everyone. You know, I'm, I'm not stupid, or we're not stupid. I mean, Dante Pettis, ESQ, they've had better weeks in recent weeks. You know, like I said, Nikhil Harry being healthy, he's starting to get active, and they're finding alleys. So I, I, I'm, I'm on the full belief that they that, that mini buy, like everyone was talking to after Commanders game, they said, "F it, we're not running this offense anymore, and we're gonna just, yes, you know, do something different for development and to not kill our QB as much." Yes. So, 
Yes. Yeah. Um, and they're confident. I'm telling you, when receivers start to catch the balls, some good things are happening. They start running routes harder. The play callings help them get open. They get more confident. They start to really understand the offense because you have to understand it was all brand new. And mm-hmm. so they're brand new. They're young. So that's why I was getting tired of them saying he has no help. What do you mean he has no help? They just have to figure out how to develop them. But you know, here or there. But yes, confidence. Confidence is key for everything in this. Well, you see, he's. That's something with Fields. He's he's been smiling more, a lot more positive reinforcement on things. That sports psychologist probably needs to get a pay raise because whatever they're talking about. Well, and whoever's making, remember, he's doing meditation now. Remember that Monday Night Football game? Oh yeah, how they're saying he does meditation now during games. That man does it. Whoever was helping him, I would say, so far so good. You're on your way to getting a pay bump. (laughs) I need that guy. I need that person in my life. I need that. You could flip Justin, that can you can you drop a line? Uh, maybe you don't because we maybe maybe you don't because I don't know. But I'll advertise know. the could, person's practice. It. I'll advertise it. Otherwise, I'll stick to. I'll, otherwise, I'll stick to my cat. You know, and, and giving her pets every day to get relieve some of my stress. That that's how I'll do it. Um, but yeah. Uh, so you already picked spoilers. The Dolphins. What do you yeah, think the and, score's and I, I won't. Be? St- I won't stick with that. I won't stick with that score because um, I said thirty five twenty eight as like a hypothetical. Um, my actual score is probably going to be closer to like probably like thirty four twenty four. If I had to guess, I think Chicago keeps it close because I'm I'm going to be honest with you after after New England that New England contest, I'm just done with the, with trying to say they'll get you know, ran out of the building because Matt Eberflus, if there's one thing be damned, he has brought a competitive, we're not going to give up team uh, pretty much every week. And even, even against Dallas, they were down by five at one point in the second half. They, they were few plays and some confidence boosters away from maybe pulling off a massive upset. So I think it's going to be a 10 point game. Uh, It won't be 10 point differential till the, till late in the fourth, uh, but it's going to be kept close. Um, and I think Justin Fields does throw for 200 yards and at least gets 60 yards rushing. I think we see another good week. So I'm crossing my fingers that I am going to say that that progress continues because I mean, to me, it should, I don't see a reason it wouldn't, but it should. Yeah. I have a 10 point game too. I had written down 37, 27. Hmm. Um, I just think if you score 29, you score 30-some against New England, you're going to score 29 versus the Cowboys. You have to score between 21 and 30-some points, you would have to think. And adding Chase Claypool does help um, with certain – I think he'll have a big-time catch somewhere because he does make good contested catches. I think he'll have a big catch, but he's not going to have a ton of yards. Um, I don't know if Justin gets to that 200 yards, but I just – I think Herbert continues to have big games. I think Montgomery is going to have some big-time – hopefully swing catches and just hopefully they continue the play calling of unbalanced looks with extra linemen and the tight end, the linemen are getting mm-hmm. healthier. Um, especially if white hair is going to slowly make a comeback and, and help contribute. Um, I just don't trust the defense. The defense is going to give up 30 some points. I just don't, that's going to be the ugly part of this. And I just don't know if the offense can keep up when they're in that situation um, but you know, it could go either way. We get a big time interception from somebody, the, the Dolphins offense just starts playing bad. Maybe they fumble the ball. Just, we just, that's where I, I'm sitting here going, we just need some luck. 
if the Bears win, are going to mm-hmm. try to win, it just needs some luck to happen, and you can't count on that. So counting by stats and what we're seeing and what we're looking at, Dolphins 37-27. Okay, before we go, one final question, and it's because you talked about the running backs, and this is now one of the other questions because we're seeing a lot more of the re-signing discussion coming up now that we're midway through the year. Because, like, you know, you got, like, Jalen Johnson coming up here pretty soon and all that. Monty is coming up. And this is where the question is. Do you re-sign Montgomery knowing Khalil Herbert's on that roster? Or do you let him walk because you got Khalil Herbert on that roster? I don't know. It's very interesting because if they think they're not going to re-sign him, they would have traded him. Uh, you know, you would think and that's like, true. They there had been rumors that he was going to be shipped over to Atlanta, where Ryan Pace is chilling at. Not as a GM, though. Remember, he's not. He's part of the player personnel department. He's not a GM, though. But yes. the connections are there. Yeah, I don't know. It's a very interesting question because me personally, you go, you resign him. But with the injury last year, with the very beginning of the year, he did hurt his knee again. Is there going to be concerns of injury? And the only way you think they are going to resign him is because. When you trade Roquan Smith and all of a sudden those rumors come out of Dave Montgomery, and I don't know about you, I saw Twitter blow up from Bears accounts saying trade him, trade him, trade him, trade him to get something out of this. That's all I kept seeing. And that's where all of a sudden I can find my podcast from last year with the Herbert Love. And all of a sudden, when they were going to trade David Montgomery, that's when the Herbert Love started to pour out. Herbert has better numbers. Herbert does this. Look at this and this, 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 and this. And that's why stats always don't tell the truth. Who's the overall better running back? Maybe Montgomery is. But that's because Herbert is still getting better. Well, here's another aspect of this that keeps getting brought up. Um, Montgomery's a better pass blocker. Yes. Um, At least that that has been dictated in terms of film and also has been kind of the rumor in Hallis Hall, or at least the discussion in Hallis Hall that any of the outlets bring up is that if you're going to choose one for pass, da- passing downs, it's Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, not to mention that Montgomery is definitely the better pass catcher, or at least is used more in the game. Now, credit, I mean, Herbert can catch, but Montgomery, to me, gets better catches and usually is more versatile. So, I don't know. My my, I've said this already on this show. Um, keep your keep two star running backs. It works. Um, mm-hmm. And if you can make it, if you can make it work, and you can. Make it reasonable, why not? But, again, I don't know. Because, I don't know, you, I, you know me. I don't. I actually don't trust Chicago with with uh, player negotiations for guys that are, is he good enough, is he not good enough? Because you know what they usually do? And I, I know that people have been saying that Roquan negotiated out of wrong out of faith. I, usually, I've, usually I've seen the McCaskies, they'll, under, they'll undershoot. Yeah. So sure. I, I wait on the side of caution. Yes. They'll probably get, they'll probably get the majority of these guys back. Montgomery's one of those guys though. He's on the fringe because Clue Herbert's there. Yeah. Do but. you justify it? Do you pay him the money that he might think he's worth? Or not just that. Do you pay him a contract that also gives him some benefits and doesn't because remember, part of Roquan's problem was that they loaded the contract weird, and that they tried to do it front like certain aspects of it didn't make. I don't know. All I'm saying is fascinating off season if you're going to talk about the running back situation. But you know, I stick with you. Keep them. 
Or do you franchise tag him and just kind of? Uh, you could do that too. I mean, Montgomery hasn't seemed like, he has, seems pretty level headed. I haven't seen him make any gestures. I don't think he's been asked about it either, really. But... Because running back is an interesting position to give a contract to because of all the pounding they take. You know, when, yeah. you, when the NFL is called not for long, it's really, really pointed to the running backs. Like, it's really not. Not, not everyone can be a Derrick Henry, you know. Him even Derrick Henry still can get knocked out for the year. Or Adrian Peterson for the longest time. Like, people yeah, just can't. Yeah, that too. You know, that's an interesting question. You know, the fan in me, because I like Montgomery, you say yes. because Ooh, well, think think about Frank Gore. You know, he oh, had a, he's lost, he lost a few seasons. He could have actually, by the end of his career, if he stayed healthy every year, he could have possibly ended his career as the as the all-time leading rusher in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Like, we lost one of his prime years. He only was behind Emmett Smith by, I think it was like, it was only about 2,000. So, so. Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting question. And it's a, it's a massive hypothetical, but I'm just saying, like, you know. Just the way they were tanking, I thought it was going to happen. When they traded Smith and I saw the reports, I said, okay, they've gone full tank mode. I'm not going to be shocked if they trade him. But if they trade David Montgomery, you would have hopped on the podcast while you're at work because I would have had a lot of <laughs> grievances with well with with, with that. Um, I say you resign him unless there's some running back out there I don't know about that they can go get that's in the NFL. And don't I don't want to hear anything from people. Well, just draft a running back. You don't know what yeah. you're like. I don't want to hear that. Draft linemen. <laughs> you got to draft other positions first. That's why I think you resign him and then say like. You, you use those draft picks to fill other holes, like the linebacker position you just opened up. Bad. Bad. Forget it. Forget. <laughs> just forget it. But, yes, that's a whole – that'll be an interesting offseason. There'll probably be lots to talk about with that. On draft night, whoo, don't get me started. Don't even get me started on draft night. Um, all right, we both got Dolphins winning, both by 10 – but hopefully we continue to see some growth in the offense and maybe we start to see what it could form into going into next year. The defense is going to be butter besides our safeties and corners. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the only bright spot there, but we will be watching the linebacking spot very closely to see uh, what Ryan Poles and them were looking at. And hopefully we get some answers. And if they play well, I'll, I'll hop back on and eat me crow of what I said. And I'm okay with that. Um, but that's another episode from the Bear Down segment on the Coach Steve Show. Go check out Zach's other podcast, Inside the Walls, Fourth and Four, Gridiron Gallery's Making a Slow Burn, USFL Podcast. The Slow Burn. All that good stuff. Um, check all that out. Uh, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, thanks for watching and or listening, and we'll see you guys after the Bears play the Dolphins in Chicago. So we'll see you guys then.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.